Welcome to the Creative Pen Podcast. I'm Joanna Penn, thriller author and creative entrepreneur, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on writing, publishing options and marketing ideas for your book. You can find the episode show notes, your free author blueprint and lots more information at thecreativepen.com and that's pen with a double N. And here's the show. Hello creatives, I'm Joanna Penn and this is episode number 730 of the podcast and it is Sunday the 31st of December 2023 as I record this but it's January the 1st 2024 as this goes out. So happy new year. Today's show is another solo episode, the last in a while, and I'm sharing my 2024 creative and business goals which also align with some of the trends for the year ahead. So let's get into it. My 2024 creative and business goals. So I love January and the opportunity to start afresh. And I know it's arbitrary in some ways, but I measure my life by what I create and I measure it in years. At the end of each year, I make a photo book and I publish an article here, which helps me keep accountable. If you'd like to share your goals, you can add them in the comments either on the blog or the YouTube channel. So 2023 was a year of change, culminating in my 15-year pivot. See previous episodes. So 2024 will be a year of consolidation and optimization of my new creative and business processes, as well as obviously writing and creating, plus surfing the wave of more technological change ahead. As ever, I am a full-time author entrepreneur. This is my job, as well as my hobby. (laughs) So I have a lot of goals. If your goals are simpler, like finishing your book or publishing for the first time or selling a thousand copies, then fantastic. You don't have to have such extensive goals as me. (laughs) But I will share mine in the hope that it will keep me accountable to you, but also to show you what I'm planning in the year ahead. First of all, J.F. Penn, Spear of Destiny and the Gothic Cathedral Project. So I'm planning on two major projects this year, both launching with a special edition high quality hardback and other exclusive products on Kickstarter. Then I'll sell them on, well, the main editions, not the special editions, but the main editions will be sold on jfpenbooks.com, my Shopify store, and then I will eventually publish them wide to all the usual places. Spear of Destiny, an arcane thriller book 13, will be first, possibly launching in April or May. I have started the research in terms of reading and thinking, and I have some ideas about some of the places it'll be set and some of the things that might happen. I also have a trip booked to Vienna, Nuremberg and Cologne at the end of January for more in-depth research and story hunting. And I find stories as I travel. So and as a discovery writer, this is the way I love to do my process. And uh, I, the reason I haven't written another arcade, well, the reason I guess I've written these over such a long time period. I know some people write series a lot faster than me, but uh, I haven't written a arcane novel for a couple of years now. I wrote a novella the year before last, <laughs> not even last year, uh, but I need to travel to find my ideas and this is how they emerge. So I'm very excited about that. The Gothic Cathedral Project is an even more chaotic mess of an idea right now, but I absolutely love that. I I really 
love being a discovery writer. I like seeing what emerges from doing the research and going places and finding stories and being surprised by what I find. I have, again, I have some vague thoughts on what it might turn into. I do trust emergence when it comes to creativity. There will again be a gorgeous limited edition hardback of uh, primarily my photos of Gothic cathedrals, which I've been taking for over a decade alongside essays on various aspects that go alongside it. So it will be a non-fiction book. There might even be a text-heavy version of it. Uh, but I'm working on, I guess I guess one could call them essays slash memoir, a bit like my pilgrimage book. That, um, But I'll be thinking about beauty, thinking a lot about beauty. Uh, cathedral thinking, which is about long-term thinking, building something beyond one generation. Memento Mori, obviously one of my themes. Craftsmanship, harmony, gothic sensibility and much more. So I have so many thoughts that I want to tackle, but I don't really know how they're going to emerge yet. But again, that's part of the fun of creativity. This will be a non-fiction book under JF Penn that aligns with elements of pilgrimage. And since many of the cathedrals also feature in my novels, it resonates with my fiction as well. It is very me <laughs> and hopefully will be interesting enough to some of you too that it will be worthwhile me publishing it. <laughs> but I'm, I am doing these projects for sure. There may also be, I'm not sure about this, still considering it, but there may be a mystery novel that is either alongside it or separate to it, which is a, based on a stonemason character. I'm kind of researching. Actually, next week, uh, I have a, an appointment at a stonemason's yard at a Gothic cathedral. I am so excited. So yes, uh, I don't know what this will turn into. But until I commit time to the project and get into it, I can't say what will happen. But there might be a mystery, possibly. <laughs> I will update these goals at the end of the year. And uh, if you're in the Patreon, I did a kind of, uh, I did a video on how I plan. And it is this very much project-based planning, as in, I will do Arcane 13. I don't know what it is yet. I will do the Gothic Cathedral. I don't know what it is yet. But it is about assigning time to these different projects. And that's how I kind of work. I work in a project mindset. And I guess that works for me in terms of starting energy, pushing through energy and finishing energy as well, because I have to finish a project. <laughs> I love finishing a project, which is for me a book, obviously, or some kind of lots of different versions of a book. Right, what else? I also want to narrate more of my fiction as part of doubling down on being human. And I mean narration as human me. I need to do Beneath the Zoo, a short story, which I did mean to do over the holidays and it just hasn't really happened. But I will do that in the next probably month. As well as the two new books I'll do, I also still need to do Catacomb. But it does have a male protagonist. So I'm hesitating about doing it personally as a female voice. Also, the first three arcane thrillers have been out of audio since I republished the books in 2022 with substantial edits. If you... Um if you're a regular listener, you'll know I did this and I did an episode on lessons learned from rewriting my first novel after a decade. Uh, so just look back in the archives for that or I'll probably link it in the show notes, actually. So you can always just look there. I am considering narrating them myself, uh, but if I do that, I might have to sort of redo the whole series. So I'm still going back and forth on that, but I want to commit to getting everything in audio in 2024. It's kind of annoying to me that I haven't moved on on this, but part of it is that I'm considering narrating it myself, but I know it's a big job. And also the AI narration options are really emerging. For example, I could clone my voice and then change its 
whatever we call it, pitch. So it's a kind of male version of me, (laughs) which I'm, in a way, I'm kind of really attracted to doing that. But I don't know. I'm still really just thinking about what I want to do with that. But by the end of 2024, I do want all my IP in audio. IP, if you don't know, intellectual property. So my intellectual property assets, I would like everything in audio. I also have so many other projects in my JF Pen folder. So I keep folders uh, in my uh, file structure, I guess. I use Dropbox. So there's this folder. Whenever I think about another project, I put another folder in there. Sometimes it's got a Scrivener project attached. Sometimes it's got a um, just a document. Sometimes it's got some photos. And I have so many. I have so many. Some are short stories, some are nonfiction, some are novels. And yeah, so I would love to get to some more, but two books could well be enough for my creative bandwidth. And I want to give them both time and breathing space, especially the Gothic Cathedral project, because uh, I just don't know what it is yet. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm also aiming for a short story collection in 2025 or 2026. So I need to be writing short stories at least a couple a year because they won't all go into the collection. And I really enjoy writing short stories and I have a lot of ideas. So I guess I'll say I'll write one or two short stories this year as well. So two books, one one novel, one nonfiction, two short stories. That's kind of my, <laughs> that's my baseline. And remember, I'm not going to do any Joanna Penn books anymore as per my 15-year pivot. So hopefully it's going to really free me up in my creativity. So the question there for you is, what are you intending to write this year? And again, remember, I am full-time, so you do not have to have as many as me. (laughs) So what about some other goals? Right, so learn how to make beautiful physical books. In 2023, I published two physical hardback editions I am super proud of. The Colour Photo edition of Pilgrimage and the Gold Foil Black Ribbon edition of Writing the Shadow, both printed with Book Vault. I want to go a lot further in 2024 and learn the language of physical books, as well as investigate how I can make some more beautiful editions. I'll be visiting some custom printers and paper makers and generally delving more deeply into making books and products and of course sharing what I learn with you. In terms of trends this is actually part of the overarching trend of premium physical products becoming more important as the revenue models of digital head towards zero with the rise of generative AI and unlimited subscription and streaming. I've said it before saying it again if subscription and streaming is your only business model please consider expanding into other business uh, income streams if this is your uh, only income because these things will keep going down. Beautiful physical books were all the rage this Christmas certainly here in the UK sprayed edges were everywhere Uh, and if you don't know what sprayed edges are you can look it up but um, I definitely would like to I want Arcane 13 to have a sprayed edge. (laughs) So I don't know what that will look like, but I I think it's very cool. And it's essentially if you turn it so the pages are looking at you, not the spine, but the, the pages, the edges of the pages, there's like a design along there. So you need a big enough book that you can see some kind of design and it just adds something to the premium quality. 
In the music industry, vinyl sales were the highest they've been since the 1990s, as reported by The Guardian. And of course, Taylor Swift is the queen of business and multiple streams of income. She, if you want to look at how many ways you can put out a song or an album, look at how what she is doing. She really is uh, pretty impressive. Um, as a businesswoman, and uh, she's included some, her vinyl sales were among the top there. I'm sure she made some decent money from streaming too. The Creative Pen Podcast and my Patreon community. So as I mentioned, uh, I'm not doing any more books as Joanna Penn, but the podcast will continue for at least another year. So every Christmas, I guess I'm committing as to what I'm doing the next year. And 2024, the podcast will be here. Supported by my fantastic expanding community at patreon.com forward slash the creative pen and my wonderful corporate sponsors this year who are Kobo Writing Life, draft to digital and Pro Writing Aid. I will continue with the weekly show, primarily with news and an interview, as it's usually been, as well as sporadic solo episodes when I have something more significant to say, as I have uh, over the last month where I did my 15-year pivot and that generative AI search episode. I really, if you haven't listened to that, please listen to that episode. I think it's so important. Um, but it it kind of launched to crickets, actually. Very few people had any comments on it. <laughs> But I think it's going to have a a big impact on us. So yeah, go back and listen to that. That's the generative AI um, search episode. It's only about three episodes ago on the feed. I will continue to share more content in the Patreon community. There will still be the monthly audio Q&A, which is essentially an extra solo episode every month, plus videos and tutorials on aspects of AI, creative business, mindset and more. I've got something coming up on what happens when you're feeling a little anxious or worried about what's coming. (laughs) I've got that coming this week, hopefully this week or next week as part of the Patreon. You can join the community for less than a coffee a month or a couple of coffees if you're feeling generous. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the creative pen. And thanks to everyone who is part of the community. I have another goal, which is to streamline the Creative Pen website, redo my author blueprint and update my backlist books. So now I have shared my 15-year pivot, I need to action it. This means cleaning up the creativepen.com and my non-fiction backlist and making it more evergreen. I'm preparing for the changes that will come with generative search, as I mentioned. And uh, actually, I did want to say Amazon. So I said in that episode that Amazon is going to be putting through changes and they have already started. So if you go to amazon.com forward slash your books, so you have to have shopped on amazon.com, the US store. It's not on any other store. It's in beta, but there's a discovery mode. So essentially go and have a look at this. So you can click discovery mode and it is generating recommendations powered by AI. Uh, I found some really interesting things. If you look on the show notes, you can see a screenshot of what it comes up with. There are also no ads on the page, which makes it cleaner to buy from, making it a much better user experience, but clearly a more difficult environment for advertisers. This is only the beginning of what generative search might look like. So have a look at that. That's amazon.com forward slash your books only on the .com store. So it only works if you use .com to buy books. Um, But yeah, really interesting. Uh, 
I, I'm also rewriting my author blueprint and I want to make it available in EPUB format so you can read it on your phone or e-reader. Uh, I've had it in PDF essentially for 15 years. <laughs> I've been updating it sort of every six months since 2008, um, but I'm going to do a sort of decent rewrite on it and uh, it, I will be hopefully finishing that in January in the next month. Um, it is only available through my email list. I've never published it anywhere else. If you see it anywhere else, then it's it's pirated, but it is only through my email list at thecreativepen.com forward slash blueprint. And essentially this is going to be, uh, I have a lot of nonfiction books, but this will kind of sum up a lot of my thinking. If you haven't signed up to the blueprint, please do thecreativepen.com forward slash blueprint and you'll get the version that is available there now. Uh, you also get my sort of emails every couple of weeks and uh, you will get the new version once it's out. I have unpublished my courses. It is done. You can no longer buy them. <laughs> if you have bought any of them before, you have at least six months to go through the material and you can also download the videos, audio, transcripts and other material for your personal use. I will be emailing on Teachable about that in the coming weeks. But yeah, essentially, uh, doing that 15-year pivot really freed me up in so many ways and now I can action all the things I've been thinking about and that will be part of my year. It's sort of cleaning up Joanna Penn. And I'm still here as Joanna Penn, obviously. I'm not unpublishing my books. Um, I still have the blueprint. I still have my email, still have the Patreon, the podcast. I'm just not doing any more books as per 15-year pivot episode. And also as a sort of general cleanup thing, I will be optimising my Shopify stores and my meta ads. So direct sales was one of the emerging trends of 2023 and 2024 will see it expand even further as authors and creatives reach readers directly with their books and more services emerge to cater to them. One interesting point with this, and, and I see that many people are still struggling with this, is that these sales are invisible to any charts or lists or public public view, essentially. And since Amazon is also opaque with their data, many indie authors are selling thousands, tens of thousands of books, and some are making really big money in this kind of shadow industry. When I look back at my income for 2023, essentially most of it is unmeasurable by any traditional means, any book stat or any of that. It is completely unmeasurable. <laughs> publicly. I mean, even Brandon Sanderson with his $41 million Kickstarter did not make any list because Kickstarter, Kickstarter sales are not counted in any bestseller list. Neither a Shopify or WooCommerce sales, presumably BookTok sales through TikTok shop are also not counted. So what we're getting to in the publishing industry is just a huge volume of books and money that is invisible to the traditional publishing arena. So if you are listening to any media and you hear doom and gloom things about oh, authors are making less money and oh, traditional publishing, selling less books and blah, blah, blah. Remember that it doesn't include any of this invisible sales and income that essentially none of the direct stuff is measured. Now, perhaps this will change in 2024 or perhaps it just won't matter as the splintering of the business models continues and the measurable stuff by traditional publishing and traditional media will just be its own thing and then there'll be other things elsewhere. Personally, I love the freedom and the profitability of my Shopify stores, jfpenbooks.com and creativepenbooks.com. But there is a lot more I need to do to optimise them. So I will be revisiting my minimum viable stores to take them to the next level in 2024. I have a list of things I need to do. I just need to action them. 
I could outsource this, but I have always built my own websites. I like to tinker, so I will do it myself. It just takes a little longer. I would like to incorporate merchandise in some way, but at the moment that feels a little out of reach, although I have an interview coming up uh, with an author, um, Alex Carver, who is doing really good things in merchandise. So I may well get into it, or perhaps I'll do it as part of the Gothic Cathedral project. Uh, I do intend in 2024 to have something other than books and workbooks for sale. So I guess the question for this section is, what Do you need to clean up or optimise or sort out or, you know, the kind of admin side of the business that the first chunk there around JF Pen was what more what assets are you creating? What are you writing? This section was more about uh, how are you sort of cleaning up what you have already to optimise it in some way. So then this next section is very much about learning and experimentation. My goal is experiment more with AI tools that allow me to do more human creative things. So most authors hate marketing, (laughs) which is why the rise of AI tools in this area is super helpful. Essentially, advertising will need less human input as the models become better at targeting, prediction, analysing data, optimization, and yes, even the creative side. So I wrote about the potential impact of this in my recent episode on how generative AI search will impact book discoverability in the next decade. And we might already be seeing the impact on the advertising industry already. The information reported on 19th of December 2023, so just 10 days ago as I record this, Google is reorganising its 30,000 person ad sales unit as, quote, Google is relying more on machine learning techniques to help customers which don't require much employee attention. So I have already transitioned this year. I now only use Amazon Auto Ads on KDP for select nonfiction books. I'm also working with Matt Holmes on using more AI in meta ads to my Shopify store. We use generative AI images and leave all the targeting to the meta algorithm. We do we do it by country, but that's it. It's only going to improve. Mark Zuckerberg discussed this in an interview with Lex Fridman in June 2023. Mark said, in the future, if you're advertising on our services, do you need an ad creative? No, you just need to tell us. Okay, I'm a dog walker and I'm willing to walk people's dogs, help me find the right people and we'll create the ad unit that will perform the best. Give an objective to the system and it connects you to the right people. By leaving it to the meta AI instead of over-controlling targeting, I'm selling more fiction than I have in years, which is fantastic. Quite frankly, I used to think I couldn't reach people who liked my cross-genre books, Maybe not enough people did like my cross-genre books. But the AI algorithm can target based on so many granular data points, so many more than we could possibly select manually. And of course, as humans, we're like, oh, people who like this author will like my books. And so often we are wrong. Of course, this works best when you control the sale. So with Shopify, I can optimise for conversion rather than link click ads as many authors do to Amazon. So if you were running, say, meta ads to Amazon, you can't do conversion ads because you don't have control of the sale. But when you're doing uh, direct to your own store, you can do that. So I think that's why this works. Of course, 
doing this kind of advertising, link, click ads, direct to Amazon is what most authors do. But I think there is a much more of a rise now in people doing it direct to their store, especially if you and of course, selling direct is not for everyone. <laughs> but if you do end up selling direct and you have a decent enough backlist um, and business model, this can be very effective. In 2024, I intend to rely as much as possible on the automated advertising and marketing possibilities as they emerge. And uh, what Mark Zuckerberg says is exactly what I want. Here's my book. Here's a budget. Go sell it. That's essentially what I would love to do. And that's what Google's doing, too. It's crazy that they're they say reorganizing 30,000 ad people. But uh, I imagine some of those will get laid off as the AI does all of that targeting itself. I also intend to make a book trailer for the first time in years. So more than a decade ago, I used to make book trailers. I made a couple myself. I also paid people to make them. They were a bit of a trend in the publishing industry for a bit. But then we all gave up because they, well, not everyone gave up, but they're really not cost effective. But now they're going to be cost effective again <laughs> because I'm getting some amazing pictures through Dolly, through ChatGPT and also Midjourney version 6, which is just out now. And I'm going to use those to make a trailer for my Spear of Destiny Kickstarter. I'm actually really excited about it. I love making images and also you can do AI created music. Um, so I'm really going to try and play with those tools. If you're in the Patreon, I will, of course, be sharing a video on how I do that once I do that. <laughs> but what's interesting is, and that's in the first half of the year, second half of the year, text to video is going to improve substantially. More tools are going to emerge as the year progresses. So at the moment you can do, I think it's something like two seconds or 90, you can do a couple of seconds of video now, text to video, and people are starting to make little movies where they're stringing together these seconds of, of video. Um, but where we're going to be in the second half of 2024 is going to be really interesting. Check out Runway ML to see where the tech is right now and expect it to improve a heck of a lot this year. In fact, it was funny because, you know, I've been using Midjourney, uh, mostly Midjourney this year, in 2023 to do images for my uh, for all of these episodes and you can see the difference in the quality of mid-journey at the beginning of 2023 to the beginning of 2024 uh, and that's what it's going to be with video as well so that is super interesting. In terms of my creative process I love having ChatGPT and Claude.ai as brainstorming partners but as I have outlined in the AI-assisted artisan author, I am not using them to pump out content ever faster. I use them to spark new ideas and to riff off ideas with, as well as help me with research. My creative time is so much fun now, and I would expect this to continue even as more powerful models emerge in 2024. The models we use may change as their specific functions become useful in different areas, I will play with whatever becomes available. Perhaps OpenAI's GPT-5, which is rumoured, maybe Anthropic's Claude 3, perhaps Google's Gemini Ultra, or the open source model Mistral, which is really gaining ground. Perhaps even Amazon's Olympus, rumoured to be twice the size of GPT-4. All of those may emerge next year, or 2024. While 2023 was the year that generative AI went mainstream in terms of awareness, 2024 will be the year it becomes part of business processes and incorporated more into daily life. 
I don't have the bandwidth to go into every possible possibility in every single industry. (laughs) And there is so much going on. Please look at the advances uh, in medicine this year and physics and all kinds of really interesting stuff going on. But in our industry, there will be data licensing deals for media companies and publishers to train models, basically. There have already been deals for the Associated Press and Axel Springer, which includes Politico and Business Insider. Even though the New York Times is suing OpenAI at the time of writing this, I expect that to be settled and a licensing deal reached, alongside other kinds of arrangements that keep journalism alive and continue to build generative AI. In many ways, being paid to create content this way may even be preferable to the ad model that is prevalent now. The media could create could concentrate on better journalism rather than writing clickbait to retain advertisers and make people click. What won't happen is the end of generative AI. In many ways, 2023 felt like year zero, with experimentation and playfulness and testing the limits of what's possible. 2024 is year one, where regulations will start to come into effect, but the growth and change in AI will continue apace. This technology is not going away. So if you have avoided it in 2023, it's time to engage. Many of the tools we all use will have AI embedded as a seamless part of the experience. After all, do you even notice that your car sat-nav is powered by AI, or your online shopping, or your social media, or your TV choices. The same will be true of the AI embedded in your MS Word, or your Google Docs, or your Adobe Creative Cloud, or any of the other services you use. It will have an AI co-pilot built in, and you might not even notice, because it's not going to have a big sign saying, I'm an AI. (laughs) AI audiobook narration is now available on most platforms, albeit in a limited manner, And in 2024, I would expect it to go mainstream and expand the amount of audio available. Google Playbooks offers auto-narration on its own platform for free. You can also download those files and sell them directly on your site and also now publish them on Findaway Voices by Spotify, which is expanding its distribution to more places. Kobo Writing Life accepts AI-narrated audiobooks while being mindful of giving the listener a good experience. Apple has its own narration service – And KDP has a limited beta in the US for AI narration. Monica Lionel goes into more detail in an article on the author analyst, which I'll link to in the show notes. Even though I am AI positive in so many ways, and I have experimented with AI narration, I want to use my human voice as part of doubling down on being human. So I still intend to narrate my short stories and novellas. However, if Eleven Labs, which is very good, becomes an acceptable partner for Findaway Voices by Spotify, I might experiment with it in 2024 for full-length novels and those with male protagonists, or those with protagonists who have a voice other than me. (laughs) For fiction, not for non-fiction. I'll always do my own non-fiction. All of this is great for consumers, but it does drive down the revenue for audiobooks. This driving down of the revenue began with unlimited streaming and subscription models and continues with AI narration. Once again, selling direct is the best way forward. My primary audio channel in terms of revenue is now selling direct through my Kickstarters and my Shopify stores. A massive thank you to BookFunnel, Damon, Julie and the team, who enable us to sell audio as well as eBooks direct, 
And if you want to support more authors this year, then try listening to audiobooks or reading ebooks in the Book Funnel app because this is how we sell them to you direct. I mean, you can read the ebooks on any of your devices, but the audiobooks you listen to in the Book Funnel app. The more of us who educate readers and listeners about doing this, the more they will buy from other authors and the more we can build a sustainable ecosystem. To be clear, my audiobooks are also on all the usual apps. So you can listen, if you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or wherever you're listening, you can also buy on um, your other apps or listen on Audible or whatever. But you can also buy them direct from me, including multi-book bundles. And I have some non-fiction bundles in audio that work out even better value. So we can do all these things when we sell direct. As ever, as part of this futurist stuff, I will keep you up to date on aspects of AI that impact our industry in the introduction of the Creative Pen podcast every Monday, and I will share my experiments behind the scenes in the Patreon community. So the question here for you is, how are you going to learn and integrate aspects of AI into your author business in 2024? And even if it's just dipping a toe in around marketing, for example, then that's definitely the way in. You don't have to use it for writing, but please have a look at what the options are in 2024. So then just a few other things, speaking and travel, health and fitness. So as I mentioned, I have a research trip to Vienna, Nuremberg and Cologne booked for the end of January, which will feed into both Spear of Destiny and the Gothic Cathedral project. Cologne and and in fact Vienna have some of the most gorgeous Gothic cathedrals. I also have a few other things. Uh, On the Sunday, the 4th of February, I'm speaking at the History Quill Conference. Now, I'm speaking on writing and publishing in the age of AI. If you want an overview of the latest developments, then you can buy a ticket just for the one day I'm speaking. Uh, That's the History Quill Conference. Links in the show notes to buy that. I'm also speaking at 20 Book Spain in Sevilla in March on the AI-assisted artisan author. And uh, the following week, I'll be at London Book Fair on the Author Futures panel. And guess what? I will probably be talking about AI. (laughs) Then I am going to Las Vegas in November for Author Nation. Uh, More on that next week as Joe Solari is coming on the show. I may also be, this is a possible at the moment, at Thriller Fest in New York City at the end of May. And I might have a bigger trip in the autumn research trip, uh, depending on how things shape out. Who knows? I mean, (laughs) we make plans, God laughs, but I'm sure I'll hear God laugh this year, as Christine Catherine Rush wrote on one of her Patreon essays this week too. So in terms of health, I turn 49 in a couple of months and my goal, okay, so my goal is in my 50s, I'm going to start entering powerlifting competitions. (laughs) I can't help myself. (laughs) I need a goal, right? So once I'm 50, I go into a different age bracket for powerlifting. So my goal in 2024, and we, although I've been doing weightlifting now for a couple of years, uh, so sort of once again, 2019, I I started working with a trainer for shoulder rehab. And then once we rehabbed my shoulder, we moved and we did rehab through weight training and strengthening my back and my posture and all this kind of thing. And then we transitioned into more weights. And then uh, I went through menopause and doing more weights. And now I'm like, right, I want to do this in a more serious manner. So essentially, I am going to 
get into doing the powerlifting competitions and there's three disciplines, deadlift, squat and bench press. So my deadlift is pretty blooming good. My personal best is 90 kilos, which is significantly more than my body weight. I'm very proud of that. But my squat and my bench press are not great because we haven't focused on them. We haven't needed to because I haven't, I mean, I can do them, but, um, and I've been doing a lot of squatting but not in terms of the form you need. So now we're going to concentrate on form and also weight, but there's certain things you need to do to be in competitions that's different to if you're just doing it in the gym. So my goal in 2024 is to get into a good position so that in my 50th year, 2025, I can enter competitions. So next year you'll hear my goals will be to at least enter competitions, (laughs) but I'm not doing that in 2024. I do also walk. I mean, I walk to and from the gym about, it's about 11k and I do around 8 to 15 kilometres per day anyway as part of my daily life. But I'm not going to do any more ultra marathons or multi-day solos this year at least. I want to go into my 50th year next year healthy and fit and stronger than I've ever been. And of course, any free time this year for holidays, I'll spend with Jonathan. (laughs) But he's doing an MBA this year. So he is super busy. He's also working full time. So he's working full time, doing an MBA and uh, he'll be super busy. And um, but hopefully we'll get a holiday. You never know. (laughs) So financials, I should talk about that since this is my job. (laughs) I do have lots of things on my pin board here in my office. And for many years now, I've had this statement on the wall. I want to write the books I want when I want and travel where I want when I want. So, yes, books and travel. (laughs) As long as my business allows me to do this and I don't have to get a day job, I'm happy. So I continue to value freedom, creative freedom in writing what I feel like. And who would have thought I'd plan to write a book on Gothic cathedrals? Also financial freedom. And so I focus on investing as part of my monthly accounting processes. If you want to concentrate on money and investing this year, check out my list of money books at thecreativepen.com forward slash money books. But I don't really have any other financial goals. It's really interesting. I've definitely changed in terms of what I want to achieve. It's much more about my creative achievements now. Yes, I want to keep making a certain amount of money, but as long as I make a certain amount, um, and that's about the same every year. I mean, you can see it if you looked at my accounts, um, they are, I've pretty much been making the same amount for years now. Uh, But that's great because that's all I need. So I am super excited about the year ahead. As ever, I can't help myself. (laughs) There will no doubt be many things that we can't see or anticipate. And the world is likely to be in more turmoil. If you don't know what to do about it all and you're just feeling super stressed, then keep writing. Even if it's just for you. One day at a time, one word at a time one sentence, one paragraph, one page, whatever you need to get out of your head and onto the page. But yes, I hope you will join me on the journey as we enter into the year ahead. So if you'd like to share your goals for 2024, please add them in the comments on the blog or the YouTube channel. I love to hear from you. It makes this more of a conversation. And remember, I'm a full-time author entrepreneur, so my goals are substantial. Don't worry if yours are simple, like finish the first draft of my book. That still takes a lot of work and commitment. So make goals for where you are in your author journey. Right, all the best for 2024. Let's get into it. 
So I hope you found this episode interesting and hopefully some of the questions provoked some thoughts for you as well. And I'd love to know what your goals are for 2024. As I mentioned, you can uh, leave uh, comments or um, a message on the show notes or the YouTube channel. You can also email me, joanna at thecreativepen.com. If you're inside the Patreon community, I think I'll put this episode up there so we can discuss our goals as a community. And if you're not inside the community and you would like to be, come along to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the creative pen right next week it's back to the regular show i have an interview with joe solari where we talk about the next strategic step for your author journey we have three different things we talk about if you're just starting out if you're maybe making a little bit of money every month and you want to step that up and then if you want to take an ambitious step forward from say six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six to seven what you know what are the things to think about at those three different steps in your author journey plus we also talk about author nation so in the meantime happy new year happy writing and i'll see you next time Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at thecreativepen.com forward slash podcast. You can also get your free author blueprint at thecreativepen.com forward slash blueprint. If you'd like to connect, you can tweet me at The Creative Pen or find me on Facebook at The Creative Pen. See you next time.